Hello and welcome back to the Linux Gaming News Punch. After taking a break for the summer holidays with microphones then breaking and getting sick, I am officially back for episode 20. Since it's been a while, this might be a little bit longer as we've got a few extra things to go over. For those just joining, this is basically a quick take roundup on recent Linux and gaming news meant for those struggling to keep up or who just want a little bit of news on the go. First up, a quick note about the upcoming Steam sales. We've had it confirmed from multiple sources now that they are as follows. There's going to be a Halloween sale on October 28th running through to November 1st. There's going to be an autumn sale from November 26th to December 3rd and a winter sale from December 19th till January 2nd. So you better make sure your wallet is ready. There's plenty of chances for you to fill up that shopping cart. I'm not sure I'll be picking up much though. My backlog is just constantly growing. There are so many awesome games that have released for Linux over the past few years. There's just not enough time in the day. Now onto a quick bit of distribution news as Ubuntu has just recently turned 15 since the Warty Warthog was released back in 2004. Now I don't want to sound too hyperbolic here but without Ubuntu I probably wouldn't be here today. See I remember getting my first proper PC, I must have been around 15 or 16 and it came with something called Mandrake. Now I had no idea what it was, it was confusing, weird, but it also pulled in my curiosity. And so my love affair with Linux exploded from there. When Ubuntu came along sometime later, their real focus on making things easy and sorting out little paper cut issues really helped to glue me to Linux. So happy birthday to Ubuntu, what a ride. Now I want to get some of the recent bad news out of the way. Starting with Natural Selection 2, as the Linux version has been officially dumped, it's been removed. Now, if this sounds familiar, it's because the developers of Rust did the same thing not long ago. They stated it was because it was becoming increasingly more difficult to support and develop for the platform natively. They said they also struggled to find enough testers with quality assurance experience to help them. Now, any loss is sad, of course, but we have to think about the wider picture. In this case, unlike Rust, Natural Selection 2 has a very small player base. There's barely even 200 people on it right now and that's a good day. It's not a huge loss overall and the reality is that game development is hard, games cost a lot of money to support and maintain over time and when you've got so few players already cutting back seems like a sane thing to do. Even if it sucks for us there's somewhat of a silver lining there though. They are attempting to ensure it works in Steam Play. They even put out a patch that fixed a Steam Play issue so there's some sort of hope there for it. Moving on to the next one, the developer Hopfrog has removed Linux support for Forager. This one actually hit me a bit since I genuinely thought Forager was such a wonderful game and apart from the gamepads not working, which is an issue with Game Maker, it was fantastic. What really annoyed me about Forager though is how the developer basically bundled removing Linux into reasons why they're not doing a Mac version. And they did so by linking to an article talking about lots of problems supporting MacOS. And it was done in such a casual and uncaring manner, buried in a Q&A post. And the developer didn't really seem to care much when responding to users about it. They said they would keep updating it like Windows, but basically ignore all support tickets and so on. And it was it's still not really all that clear right now what they're doing, if I'm honest. My real issue here, though, is how developers can just dump an entire platform years or even in the case of Forager, 
only a few months after release. It's not like Linux is a console reaching end of life. Part of the problem though is Steam's pretty restrictive refund policy. You're only allowed to play two hours and own it for under two weeks. In this situation though is not Valve's problem really. I mean they can't force anything onto developers about support and I don't think they should. That would be Valve overstepping some boundaries there. It's quite a dangerous line. But having something in place for when a platform is removed just to give even a partial refund if people want it, that would restore a little bit of faith. Right, anyway, enough of the crap news. What's been awesome lately? The good news is there is a ton of that. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of No Man's Sky, that massive randomly generated space game from Hello Games. Now the thing is, No Man's Sky does not have a Linux version, yet Hello Games have repeatedly now fixed up issues with running it in Steam Player to the point that it's almost perfectly playable. Some performance issues here and there, but that's to be expected. But the point is, they are fixing problems when they come up. They fixed some Steam VR issues, uh, another later changelog mentioned some driver issues on Linux were fixed. And I think that's honestly brilliant. That's what we want to see. It doesn't have to be a case of native versus Steam Play. It's a question of support. You pay for a game, you want it to work, and Hello Games appear to want it working on Linux too. With Steam Play at least. But that's more effort than a lot of other developers do with their Linux versions anyway. So I just think that's really cool. Okay, moving on. Recently, Paradox Interactive held their PDX Con and they shared multiple big announcements. Are you ready for a bit of a news blast? All right, here we go. Deep breath. <gasps> Stellaris Federations, a pretty big expansion has been announced along with Stellaris Lithoids Species Pack, which is already out now. Prison Architect is getting the previously console-only DLC on PC called Psych Ward Warden's Edition. So it's coming with some extra features for the Linux and Windows version. And that's going to come out on November 21st. They also mentioned the Battletech Heavy Metal expansion. That's also releasing on November 21st. That's going to be adding in new mech units, new weapon systems, and a ton more. That's not all. Hearts of Iron is getting a spy-focused expansion with La Resistance. And the icing on the cake, the really big one here, is that they announced Crusader Kings 3. I spoke to their PR team, who then sent me on to an actual developer at Paradox who told me, and I quote, Halium, you asked so-and-so about the status of Crusader Kings 3 on Linux. I can confirm that we continue to support Linux. Fantastic. Crusader Kings 3 is supposed to have a big focus on easing the player in, so hopefully this time it will really hook me. I know a lot of people who love Crusader Kings 2 on Linux, so perhaps in future I could share some of that. But the thing is, you all get a chance to now try it anyway, as Crusader Kings 2 has officially gone free to play as well. That's pretty amazing, right? Now something that's quite surprising, because there's a game out there that added a battle royale mode that was completely unexpected, Civilization VI. I mean, you could argue that Civilization was already kind of a battle royale, and I see what people are saying when they've mentioned that before. However, Civilization VI, the Red Death mode, does away with any city building, and it sees you all race across the map to find new units, weapons, you know, perhaps a nuke or two, and hopefully be the last one standing as the map area shrinks from the Red Death. 
It's weird, but it's actually surprisingly fun. And thanks to the Linux port at Asper Media, we were treated to a same-day Linux update, so full cross-platform online multiplayer was working super nice when I played a few games of it. We also have some news from another Linux game porter, Feral Interactive. They've had a few announcements lately too. You ready for another quick news blast? Okay, here we go. Total War Saga Troy was announced by Creative Assembly and Sega. It's the latest in their series that mixes turn-based empire building and real-time 3D battles. Now, Feral confirmed right away they're porting it to Linux, and they said it will release for us, quote, shortly after Windows. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is finally coming. After waiting so long, we are being given the definitive edition on Linux, and it launches on November 5th. That's not long. This is the last in the reboot series, and no doubt it will be a fantastic port. Feral Interactive always do amazing work. The final bit of Feral news now, though, is one about their older ports, Shadow of Mordor, because they recently gave it a Vulcan beta version on Steam. There's no password, just open up the properties and select it from the beta section, and the performance difference is incredible. The difference between their original OpenGL port and the Vulcan port is like night and day incredible work and it keeps it highly competitive with windows and steam play as well so that's pretty amazing i have to say as well it's incredibly pleasing to see feral continue throwing their hat in the ring they have been seriously good for the linux gaming ecosystem and hope to see a lot more from them they do still have life is strange 2 to come to linux as well eventually here's another highlight for you Rockfish Games recently announced Everspace 2, and as a massive fan of the original, which was a beautiful 3D roguelike space shooter, I was so excited about this, I could have popped, I could have died, honestly. It's absolutely confirmed to be coming to Linux, although not during the early access period, to be clear on that. Now, Everspace 2 is a much bigger game, it's all changed for the sequel. It's no longer a game about looping over when you die. It's no longer a roguelike. It's an open world space adventure, basically. They've got 10 days left to go on their Kickstarter and it looks like they might hit it. It's going to be a bit dicey there. Their goal is just shy of £400,000 and they've got just over £250,000. So with a bit of a push, it might actually make it. It would be good if it did because it sounds and looks amazing. And we don't have a lot of these open world 3D space adventure games on Linux. So I think it would be quite important for us as well. To end the news punch for today, we've got a bit of a teaser, a bit of speculation. As it looks like the Blair Witch game from the developer of Observer and Layers of Fear might actually be coming to Linux. It was pointed out to me recently that they've added a Linux content depot on Steam database. And they continue to update it even today as I'm recording this. I've seen an update to the Linux information on there. So perhaps they're going to go for a surprise Halloween release for Linux alongside a bigger update. Who knows, but it could be some spooky fun coming for us. And that's it for this week. If you do enjoy these little roundups, do reach out and let me know. I want to know if it's worth it for you. As always, you can visit GamingOnLinux.com for the latest daily news during the week. See you in another week or so for the next News Punch episode. Goodbye for now.